0: Welcome one and welcome all to Save Game, a retro gaming podcast where we talk about the great games of yesteryear.
1: Welcome to another episode of Save Game podcast. This is Anthony and I'm here with my good friend Daryl. How are you, Daryl?
0: Oh fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. I, uh, I've been uh, i just been watching your um your Godzilla Game Boy episode on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I did that one real quick yesterday too. I was really excited about that one. Did you like it?
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the thing that really made me chuckle was when uh, I think you'd just completed sort of the third stage and then the message came up to say destroy all the, bl- the boulders to continue. <laughs> and you were like, well, yeah, girl. I'm like, why?
1: <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even be able. That's what I said. You wouldn't even be able to read this message unless you were doing that to begin with. I mean,
0: that's why I said, thanks, geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> that's like watching a film, showing, showing a, a gory film to a little kid, and then it's saying at the end, small children should not have watched this film.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, why tell you this after the fact? Okay, it's too late now. They've already watched the film. Let them finish watching the film because they already saw it. And let them watch it again if they want to watch it again. Because they've already seen it. They already know what happened.
0: Yeah. So in this uh, episode of Save Game, it's, a- it's actually quite a good, um, good thing we're going to be talking about because you've been doing some of your Game Boy uh, reviews and uh, i recently got my hands on a handheld console for free absolutely free so today we're going to be I talking about handheld consoles um yes it was the the dsi uh well nintendo dsi that i that i got for free and my wife walked in with a bag of um, bag of games and she said oh i got these for free today and i was like wow that's really good 22 games for nothing and i said it's a shame though cuz i don't have a ds and she said well take this and then she handed me a ds <laughs> which was which is pretty good
1: is she much into games, or does she just get them for you when you're wanting them?
0: No, no, she's just she works with someone who was getting rid of it, and uh, they didn't want anything for it, so she just handed it over.
1: Oh yeah, I would have taken it. Any kind of games like that, that someone's just handing out, I'm like, yeah, give it to me, I'll take it. If all you're doing is just trying to unload it, you know. Yeah, I've
0: I've uh, I've been very lucky in the past because um, I I and this is a, one of the key things about uh, when you're collecting video games or if you just want old video games. It's to let people know that you're interested. So I, I used to work with a guy and he said, oh, um, my son-in-law's throwing away a load of games. Do you want them? I said, yes. He brought them in, and there was about uh, 45 PlayStation 1 games, um, but not just games. There was a, a PlayStation 1, there was a PlayStation 2, uh, there was an original Xbox, there was a, uh, a steering wheel, and uh, something else, and and it was all there. It was all complete leads, controllers, memory cards, for absolutely nothing, and this guy was just gonna throw them away. So you need to let people know that you want these things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they just throw it away. I guess, you know, they're clearing out their house. I've thrown stuff away that I think is just junk, and to them, it, it, it's just junk, I guess, and they don't realize what some of it's going for these days and how much money you can actually sell that stuff for.
0: Yeah, well, I um I did sell some of it, because I, I do have a bit of a rule that I only keep the games that I'm going to play, Um, so I did sell quite a lot of the games, and from everything that I sold, I ended up making about £350, so <laughs> it's a very beneficial That's good. On, on, yeah. on two fronts. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about handheld consoles. Um, so I suppose maybe the best way to start is to perhaps talk about your first memories or experiences with a handheld console.
1: 1989 Game Boy dot matrix that that was it. I remember <laughs> when it came out. I it came out I saw in the there was a store called Best Products we used to have here in Ohio that near Dayton and it was in their you know wish book there and it was like it was 89.99 and I had a beat it out of my parents to get it for me just it was just expensive at that time for that and probably for them you know raising four kids but they got it for me but I don't think I got much more for Christmas that year but I didn't care I just wanted my game boy mm. <laughs> and yeah that's what I remember and I was explaining to them it's this thing is cool because you can just buy cartridges and put them in it. I'd never seen that before. I wasn't into tiger electronic games really I played them if someone had them at school or something but i'm like those you gotta buy one after another and have a whole stack of them laying around i'm like this you can just have the one unit have your cartridges and just put those away in something i that was the big seller point on on that for me well and that they had super mario land that was out and tetris yeah that's what got me going into it
0: Mm. i um i never really had much to do with the game boy um i mean i'll be honest i've I've never really had much to do with handheld gaming until the last sort of five years, or so. Um, uh, I never saw an actual Game Boy for a long, long time. I, I used to have this thing called a, a Game Child. <laughs> this 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 awful Game Boy clone, uh, but it was like a. You mentioned Tiger Electronics. It was a bit like those, so it just had like a, a an image printed on the screen, and then you just controlled these little sprites that moved around but it was absolutely terrible I, I never really played it and it had like you know football and um uh, basketball baseball on it uh but it all looked the same didn't make any sense it was just it was just one of those things that you'd if you couldn't afford a game boy for your kid you'd buy them a game child
1: yeah it's kind of like how the tiger electronics where they say that was a quick grab and go at a, any store it was fourteen ninety nine for one, or nineteen ninety nine, probably depending what game it was, and it was a quick like say you're going to a kid's birthday party, just grab that tiger there of Mega Man Two. They'll be happy with that, you know.
0: <laughs> and they were nothing like the actual games, were they?
1: No, not not at all. They went Simon's Quest on, it, and I heard Mega Man Two. You can actually run out of ammo in it, and you're empty, and you just get killed. It's something like that. I think the nerd explained that, yeah, that yeah. he's like, you just run out of ammo and you're done. That's it. Yeah, the biggest, yeah they're nothing um, like the original.
0: The only kind of handhelds that we had as, as kids was, was obviously that, that awful game child, which I wish I still had because I've looked them up on like eBay. And they're one of those things. Because it's, like it, it's, it's an oddity, it's actually worth a little bit of money now. So I kind of wish I still had one. But we also had something called a Tommy Tronic 3D, um, which is like this thing. It looked like a shield. It was like in the shape of a shield. And you held it up to your eyes like a pair of binoculars, and you looked into it. And I suppose Mm -hmm. it it could be likened to the... um, uh, Virtual Boy? That's the one, yeah. So it was a bit like that, but you held it up to your eyes, and it had just like a built-in game. So there was like a racing one, uh, but you had to buy another one if you wanted another game. And you had these buttons on the top where you just press left or right and you control the car inside the game. And uh, it, was, it was fun. It was, it was really good. And uh, I really want one. I've been trying to find them, but they're just a little bit outside my price range at the moment. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm, the one I'm thinking of right now, and I'm just trying to find it on eBay. It's real expensive. It's called a Watera. I remember reading about it in Game Pro magazine, it was supposed to compete with the um, Game Boy, but it didn't last. And it was going for like 500 bucks on eBay. I, I I think I'm spelling it wrong, so it's not coming up. But it looks similar to a Game Boy, and I didn't know the thing actually hit the market. I just remember reading about it in Game Pro, and I never saw anything about it again. But people have these things. It it probably came out for like 10 minutes and. People grabbed them. They were probably inexpensive. Grabbed some games, and then you never saw it again. Mm. Kind of like that. What's that thing called? The Aladdin Deck Enhancer for the NES. Oh, they yeah. said that it got disc, it got scrapped and discontinued before they even put it out on the shelf to sell it. And then they were selling it, and it was already discontinued. I mean, how do you market something like that? I don't. Mm. I don't understand that.
0: Yeah. And so. So. Like I say, I've never really been one for uh, gaming on the go. Um, the first proper handheld that I've I've owned uh, would be the PSP.
1: That is a good one. I wish mm. I could find mine. I know exactly where the games are at, but that's that's a good one.
0: But you can't find the console. PSP.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a, slipped under my bed somewhere, and I've reached under there and checked and checked, and I've got the power supply right there to charge it i've got the games and i did something the console got tucked under something and i can't find it (laughs) it doesn't do me any good without the console
0: well i was um (laughs) i was starting to build a collection so i decided um i'll I'll get the psp just to try it out and i bought one off ebay for 10 pounds which was um uh, it said it was faulty so i bought it and i dismantled it and i cleaned it cleaned all the contacts because when you switched it on, one of the shoulder buttons was constantly engaged, so that's why it was faulty. Uh, but when I cleaned all the contacts, put it all back together, it worked perfectly. So um, I sort of got quite lucky on that score. And I have—I've I've played a few games on it. I've got um, I've got Crash Bandicoot Racing, uh, Wipeout series. I love Wipeout games. Um, uh coded arms which is a first person shooter um i think i've got an ace combat on there as well the sega collection got that on there
1: yeah i've got that i've got the genesis collection yeah that's pretty good that, and that's so, a good that's a good port over for for to the psp i thought And you got it on the go too you can play genesis games on the go
0: yeah they are really good the the ports on that and uh and also what i've done is as well i did like a soft mod of of the console itself so I can download and play PlayStation One games on it.
1: Yeah, that's what I'd like to have. I have a modded PSP and have all kinds of stuff added to it like Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, all that. That'd be that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't really play it that much. It's it's very rare occasions. Sometimes like if we go camping, because there's like periods of not doing anything when you go camping, you don't have a television. I take the PSP for that, but um, it very rarely sees a lot of day these days. I have
1: a friend that um, he isn't into handhelds. He never was. I'd have the DS, and he might have played it if, like, he came over or something to try out whatever I got on it. But he always said it, and I'm not into the portables. Just I just like to play them on the TV. And like, I just bought a Switch Lite recently. that's a light. You can't even hook it up to the TV. And I just got it just to have it that way. And I I just assume have it that way. And I'm not bothering anyone with it. I can just tuck myself into a corner with it and play. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I suppose that's the good thing. It's like, you know, there's there's been times where I just want to chill out and play some games. So I've I've disappeared off of the PSP. uh, Or more recently. Because I'm now experiencing the DS for the first time. uh, I've been playing um, Super Mario Brothers on it. And I'm actually really enjoying it, and I'm quite impressed with the 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 graphic power of uh, the DS.
1: That was one of the games you broke up with, wasn't it, Mario?
0: The original Mario, yes.
1: Yeah, I remember reading. I don't. That's why I never say much about Mario. You saw my Mario (laughs) Two playthrough, I assume. But um, yeah, the one on the DS, some new Super Mario Brothers for the DS. I remember it came out in '06. And I'm like, wow, they came out with a new side-scrolling Mario. I've been waiting for this. I mean, the 3D ones are great, but I think it's great they finally went back that way. And they they kind of brought the side-scrolling action back because I think they found out there were a lot of people that really want to play the games in that style. The, the game doesn't have to be in a 3D environment for it to be good. I think mm. they finally realized that there's nothing wrong with it. Have those games but have the option of playing some other ones that are you know like the old style and make them new with stuff coming out of the background really detailed stuff and i'm like they did with the new super mario brothers i think that was a good idea bringing that back because i think they just they get a lot more attention from older crowds that way too
0: yeah i i am i i do enjoy it i'm actually starting to enjoy this this version of mario and um, I like the way sometimes, I get caught out every now and then. You know sometimes when you go down a pipe, um, he drops to the bottom screen of the DS, and yeah, <laughs> it catches me out sometimes because I'm still looking at the top screen. Um, but I, I am enjoying it, and I'm on World 4 at the moment, I think. I think it's about nine worlds.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's eight or nine. Usually they throw a ninth one in on the new ones, like a bonus world that you can play that's really hard. And I've... Yeah, I tore those games up. Like, on the Wii, I remember New Super Mario Bros. and New Super Mario Bros. U. And I completed both of them. I just played and played and played.
0: (laughs) I've got a game on there that I always think of when I play it. Uh, Sorry, think of you when I play it. Uh, And it's uh, Mr. Bean, the animated series, the video game.
1: Okay, you know, and I never actually watched that... um, Series of Mr. Bean, but I've seen I've seen the cartoon drawing
0: of him. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit weird. You could probably find it on YouTube, and nothing really happens in it. But uh, I I actually quite like some of the episodes, and I have Mr. Bean on PS2, and it's come with this bundle, <laughs> so I, I play it on the DS as well.
1: Yeah, he's really funny, Mister Bean. I remember when that came out back in the '90s. And I'm like, "What is this?" And I'm sitting there just cracking up. He's throwing popcorn all over himself, watching that scary movie. That was the first one I think I saw. I'm like, "What is this? What's with this guy here? What's he doing?"
0: My dad. And then I just kept seeing
1: him. more and more.
0: I think. Oh yeah. Really- A
1: lot of people didn't like him. My my dad would watch him with me. My mom was kind of she was a little offset. She'd watch him with watch him with me, but she she didn't think it was over hysterical or anything. But her her humor's a little bit offset anyway. So but my dad would sit there and crack up. Watching him all day long, especially when he got the TV and he couldn't get it to work. He couldn't get it to get a signal until he was sitting there with the box around him wearing like a metal hat and all that. Remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was starting to laugh when he like tried to creep up on it and he turned his head real quick and it went out. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's one of those yeah. things that's so silly and simple, but it, it's just hilarious. Um, on, um, on the DS, the, uh, a lot of things I don't like about the games on the DS and... It, I find this a lot with Nintendo, it's all sort of like cutesy games, like mm-hmm. little animals and uh, stuff like that, and uh, the, particularly with the DS, Nintendo went through this whole thing of brain training, so I've got like tons of brain training games uh, with Sudoku and stuff like that on it, which I'm, not, I'm never likely to use, um, and then I think to myself, I'll just, I'll just sell the collection, I'm not going to play them, so just sell the, sell the games. But then that thing starts to creep in of, like, you know, like, you've probably given a game away years ago, and now it's worth loads of money. And I think, uh-huh. one is, is one of these DS games going to be that that treasure? I've made
1: that mistake many times. Uh, you know, I gave away my Nintendo 64 with all the games, and there was, like, 33 games with that, four controllers, and... They didn't want to play it anymore, didn't even tell me. They sold the whole set for $20 in a garage sale. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you sold all that for $20, and now the games are going for like 30 40 and 50 bucks that I had there. I'm like, well, whatever, I gave it to you. So. But I didn't feel that great about it after I heard that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've, I've regretted selling games, because I, I sold um, on the PlayStation 1, I had Vigilante 8 um which is like um twisted metal carmageddon type thing yeah and uh i love that game i i loved i used to play it all the time when i was when i was younger and then i found out it was worth 48 pounds <laughs> so i was like that's it i'm selling it and i sold it and, and now i regret it because I, I i can't i can't play that game anymore
1: i was like um vigilante Eight Second offense that's the one i've always played i never played the first one, but I have that for the Dreamcast still. I don't know if that's worth anything, but I do the disc in the case with the book still.
0: You'll have to do a video on that The one. case might be all beat up.
1: Yeah, I could do Vigilante 8 Second Offense. I'll make a note of that, because i got a couple other... I've been doing pretty good at making notes on these videos. I'm glad I listened to you on that. And... <laughs> yeah, because it, it really does help, and I can come up with future ideas, and I don't run out that way, because there's so much I have that I can talk about so that that helps I'll do a vigilante eight-second offense
0: that's a good idea that'd be really good Um, yeah uh, you talked earlier on about the Game Boy Uh, now I like I say I was never into the Game Boy and I did consider purchasing one a couple of years ago but it's one of those consoles I I don't really want to pay that amount of money for something that's old and potentially unreliable so I started looking into alternatives and I found one (laughs) it's called the GB boy color and it's a Game Boy clone. Um, Uh, I've seen those. Yeah, it's got a backlit screen um, and it's the same dimensions as a Game Boy color, but the great thing about it is, well, it's got 188 games built in. So it's got uh, Mario in there, it's got Contra in there, it's got all that stuff. Uh, Tetris, I think. But also, it will play original Game Boy cartridges and Game Boy color cartridges. So, I've I've only got two cartridges. I've got Bugs Bunny, <laughs> Bugs Bunny's birthday escape, or whatever it's called, and yeah, um, Bugs and Bunny's an, birthday blowout. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like that. Um, yeah, and an unusual one, which a lot of people don't realise exists, is Perfect Dark.
1: Yeah, I've heard of Perfect Dark, but I guess it was on Game Boy Color. I think I think it was on Game Boy Color.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and the the unusual one thing about that cartridge is that you have to put a battery, a AAA battery, into the cartridge because it's got a rumble pack built into it.
1: Oh, that's strange. That that's a new one there. i never heard of doing that. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, but, we're so
0: used to like uh, phones vibrating now when we're using them and stuff like that. Uh, but it is weird when you're holding like something the size of a Game Boy, and somebody shoots at you and it goes.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it vibrates. I never, I, they never really made a handheld that vibrated, did they? I,
0: don't think I can't so. even
1: think of one. That it probably because they'd have to make it bigger to put that rumble feature in it, and they don't want that size to you know exceed something. and It's like you got to
0: carry it around in a briefcase
1: or something.
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, have you, um, and obviously there was, there was, uh, good old peripherals and accessories that came with these things. Did you ever have, did you ever have like the, the Game Boy camera?
1: I didn't have the camera. I had the light that went on it and actually that did help quite a bit. It took four AA batteries, just like the Game Boy. And actually I have one now. I have an original Game Boy that I bought from someone a few years back and it's got the light that you can slip on it and it works it works pretty it's better than not having the light you do get a shadow off of that a little bit that can kind of annoy you on the side of the screen hmm. or around it a little bit it but it does light it up well enough to where you can play that thing in the dark um yeah. well, the i had the battery been... pack oh yeah what yeah the game boy battery pack that you plugged in and charged so i don't have to work with, deal with batteries but it was kind of a block and you had to have it sit off to the side but it was better than buying batteries yeah but that's all i can think of
0: the um okay the PSP came or you could you could purchase a camera for the PSP as well i have thought about getting one just to have it but i've decided not to um and because i've now got this DS i was looking into some of the peripherals of that now that's already got a camera built in so i've got the DSI but um you could get a TV tuner um, to connect to it, which apparently, if you get one, it will still work because it receives digital signals. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. That's kind of cool. TV tuner like the Game Gear had one.
0: Yes, it did. Did you could yeah, get the, one?
1: Yeah, they had one for. I don't have one for that, and I think they're really expensive. But they they don't work anymore. They you can't get nothing on them. But you could say you have it. That you would just go on a shelf if you bought it. But, yeah, I guess that was a good alternative for uh, miniature TV. If you had a Game Gear, you didn't have to buy a separate mini TV to have a side of that. It was not a bad idea for the time, because that was a big thing at the time, Um, handheld TVs, which I don't think they make anymore. I don't think there's any incentive or use to make one with all these smartphones. So, Hmm. yeah, I mean, now it wouldn't really be anything to... Like, If say they made a tuner for, like, a... A switch or something, switch light or whatever. It's kind of. I don't think it would sell really.
0: Yeah, it's kind of obsolete. And uh, a friend of mine, because I never owned a Game Gear, but a friend of mine who lived up the road, he had one, and uh, he had the TV tuner for it. And I, I only saw it working once with the, with the tuner on, and it just just it just blew me away. I was like, my God, I'm watching television in my hands
1: it's all technology you know that's not a bad thing when they come out with stuff like that i mean they're just trying different stuff they don't know if it's gonna succeed they they kind of predict it should but they they the companies they take the hit when they take the hit that's i don't think they go home crying about it or nothing yeah they just try something new after that that they have to look at statistics i guess when they're making it is this thing gonna because they've made a lot of poor accessories that you just seen. The Nintendo Power Glove, that Aladdin Deck Enhancer. There was, what was it, the Rock and Roller thing? Yeah. For the NES that got dogged on, you know. It's just stuff they try, and it doesn't always work out. I mean, there's just certain accessories, like a light gun for a game system. I'm not afraid to buy that, because... They're gonna make you know five or six games for it, and never one after that again. But at least you can play a game more interactively like that if you want to.
0: Yeah, um, and uh, speaking about accessories, yeah, obviously we we talked about the camera for the Game Boy. Uh, they did a Game Boy mm-hmm. printer as well. So when you took the picture, you could print it off.
1: Yeah, I remember um, the printer. I was gonna say something about that. Seeing that I. I think of this stuff and all i can think is is a nerd there going over it and printing a picture of himself and his face on that game boy moving around and he was just dogging on, on the crap out of it, <laughs> it's just, it just must and have yeah but so, it did work
0: it just must have seemed so fantastic back then to have something like that you know like this you you've you've taken a picture and it's instantly in your hands i mean yeah the quality was awful and we can see now the quality was terrible but back then just the the novelty of being able to do it was uh just such a great thing.
1: Well, think of it this way, if they didn't do that back then, we wouldn't have stuff like that now that's actually good. They they have to start somewhere and it's not going to, you know, do great because they don't really they have the technology but it's not advanced enough to you know, make it exactly accurate 100%. Yeah. And so I mean, they're they're just doing what they can do for the time, and that just leads them off into now we're in the twenty first century, and all that stuff is great.
0: Yeah, and it's I, I was actually thinking the other day about electric cars, how like it kind of feels like a step backwards in the fact that we have an electric car, but you, in order to charge it up, you've got to get a cable out of the the boot or the the trunk of your car and plug it into Mm -hmm. your car and then plug it into a charging station it just seems like it's a step backwards but that step has to be taken so that in the future it'll be something like you just park your car on some pad and it will wirelessly charge
1: yeah see right now they're they're really wanting people to buy this they can do away with you know oil and all that gas but it's you can't just force everyone to go out and buy an electric car when there's 10 billion gas engines out there and you, what are you going to do with all of them just junk them i mean it's i mean i i wouldn't have a problem buying an electric car as long as i know the technology is really there you know, mm. and it's ready to go but it's you're not going to save nothing as far as gas goes because you got to pay for that high price for that car and like you said you got to pay for everything to charge it and Whatever cells that runs on with that, I mean, those things die. I bet you that's a fortune to get fixed, you know. Yeah, that, yeah I've heard that. You know, um, charges that thing.
0: That's the thing. I mean, in this country, they're talking about um, we, we're going to stop selling diesel and petrol cars um, by 2030. So, everything after 2030, you can only buy an electric vehicle. Um, so, I'm hoping that by that time, the technology is more perfected. Uh, you know, look at look at cars 100 years ago. They were rubbish. They they were just... I, yeah. bet they, I bet they broke down all the time. I bet there was constant issues with them. And people probably said, why have the headache of owning a car when it's just going to break? Whereas now, you know, yeah. I think a lot of people think that about electric cars at the moment. Um, but soon, it will just be second nature. It will just be normal. And then we'll look back in... 50 years time and say god you know they were so unreliable back then you could only do 300 miles in them, and you had to get a cable out and plug it in and all this lot didn't have any of these flying cars
1: i'm a little upset about the flying cars you know i was really counting on back to the future being correct you know, on that and when the future that, came they? i'm like <laughs> it, and actually if you look at our technology now it's about a hundred times more advanced than they showed in the movie. They were just showing a goofy, comical version of 2015, but yes. it was it was cool to watch back in 1989. I gave it that. I couldn't wait to see it. I wanted to see the flying cars, the hoverboards, and no one had a smartphone. No one had any really any headphones on. I mean, they had the phones that they put on their over their eyes, you know. So they did have an idea that phones were going to be a little more. Portable, but that was just connected to their house. It was all, it was just a phone that they could, you know, see the person through that was connected into their phone line and their landline. So they weren't even really off the landline in that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it is, it is uh, it's strange how some things just don't take off. It's like all this like video calling. I find video calling very uncomfortable, and it feels it's like it requires my attention to do a video call, whereas I can walk down the street and uh, make a telephone call or I can use the Bluetooth in my car when I'm driving make a telephone call but a video call is it requires your full attention and I don't think things like that will ever take off like you get things like in Star Trek it's always on a screen you know on screen and and then there's somebody there talking to you but it's very um, it doesn't take off where it's like now we're still using messenger uh, we have a do you have WhatsApp in America I don't. No, but it is a thing over there. No. What is? It's called WhatsApp. WhatsApp. It's um. It's like WhatsApp. Like What's yeah, it's app? just like Messenger, but you don't need Facebook to use it. Um, so in like you know te- text messaging, that's um, th- that's the thing that's carried on text messaging and phone. Okay,
1: emails. WhatsApp Messenger. That's I just found one, yeah. it on the Play yeah, we have it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Right. if, That'd be better to use. Never four point three stars. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's it's very. Yeah. I was well, uh, resistant to it for a long time, but like I say, you don't need Facebook to use it. So if you if you know someone that the the higher chance that they've got WhatsApp than they do Facebook.
1: I might go ahead and get that and put it on there, and I can let you know we can link on that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> handhelds handhelds virtual <laughs> boy
0: a failure <laughs> good idea but failure <laughs> yeah well it wasn't a handheld was it you, you had to sit on a table <laughs> with it With it what did all the, the nerds
1: head? say portable portable my ass is what he said <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't wear this thing in public you look like an asshole walking around with this thing <laughs> <Didn't> it,
0: <laughs> he, didn't he had a good a, point on that came with a disclaimer as well about causing headaches and neck injuries
1: oh yeah it was right on the box if you're you were seven or under they didn't even they didn't even recommend playing it like it's it can damage your eyes why are you releasing something on the market that's going to damage your eyes I mean it was a cool idea but I played it I was in Best Buy I played it for like four or five minutes and I pulled my head out of that thing looked up I'm like ah my head (laughs) like I don't want to play a video game that bad but I'd, I'd like to maybe find a way to, like, I, I wish they would just release them, like, on the Switch or something and have the infrared on there and I could play the games that way. Because I always wanted to play some of them. But you have to have 2D pads also for it to play correctly on some of the games. Like, if you're playing Red Alarm, I think you have to have that second D pad. Why? Why did they have to put 2D pads on there to confuse it? I mean, mm-hmm. they're trying to go for some 3D effect with that, I think you move it this way with this one you can move it in depth with this one that's all i can think that was about
0: (laughs) yeah well they're um they're sort of they're moving now trying to move into virtual gaming aren't they people wearing headsets of playstation vr and all this lot but again i don't think it's one of those things that's going to take off because it requires too much of your attention when i sit playing ps3 or ps2 or whichever it is i just sit on the sofa mong in front of the tv with the tv on with the controller and when i want to take a break i just hit pause and put the controller down whereas like you know with these virtual stuff you're going to stand up move around and it, as you've seen from all these like fail videos on the internet it's a hazard
1: yeah we got an oculus for christmas last year my um fiance bought us an oculus and i downloaded resident evil 4 for it and i mean it's cool looking on that i mean it's great but I was getting motion sick playing it and I was getting a headache like it wasn't a bad headache it was kind of like a little pound on the top front of my head when I was getting done I told the kids you guys take this thing you can have it I'm I'll stick to the <laughs> stuff lot, I've been playing because this... you lot can
0: get brain damage from this game I want nothing to do with it if I
1: want to play Resident Evil 4 I'll pop it in the GameCube I'm all set up to do it so I or on the wii if i set the wii up i had that version where you could use the the remote and nunchuck so that was a lot of cool to play it that way but i i can do without this yeah i'm not getting the brain damage you guys get it like that. <laughs> um,
0: um yeah yeah i've i've struggled with handhelds over the years i do have another handheld so i have and this is like a it's a clone again it's a game boy clone it's quite small smaller than a game boy and it's um I can't even remember the, the name of it the brand but it's just it's 66 in 1 so it's got 66 games built into it they're all in colour which is great so I could play Contra in colour and it's I think it's the NES version of Contra um, so it's got, okay. all, the, it's got yeah. all the NES version so the GB Boy colour has the uh, Game Boy versions whereas the 66 in 1 has the NES versions and um, it doesn't do any cartridges so I can't play anything else on it than what's in it but you can, with a link cable connect it to your television, play it on the big screen
1: So you can hook this thing up to the TV then, I was looking it up here on eBay, GB Boy Color
0: You can't hook that up, but that that does actually, I think oh. it comes with a link cable, but there's like the 66 in 1 you can link to the TV but the GB Boy Color uh, i tell you what, I do recommend it And when i shared it on some uh, gaming Facebook pages, people go mad for it. Some people say, it's rubbish, why would you want that trash? And then other people say, if you've got a link, where can I get this from? But um, they have been hard to find in recent years.
1: Yeah, all I'm finding are just Game Boys when I put that in. But I thought it would have came up because it spelled color, C-O-L-O-U-R. I thought that would have, because that's how they spelled it on there. correct way the correct way i'm thinking that's like when you guys spell apologize i always put a z in it and i guess it's actually with an s it's kind of like the first time i saw the word depot i thought it was deep hot i'm like if the t's silent why is it there that's what i was asking you know
0: it doesn't even need to be there i know the english language yeah the correct way strange enough without adding in uh the the way people spell things and pronounce things like we say when when you say pants you mean you mean trousers we so we say trousers but you say pants we say yeah we say pants I usually when call you pants mean but I've heard trousers pants so, when you
1: mean underwear oh, yeah, yeah
0: it sounds weird in American or someone says trousers.
1: panties I've heard people say oh let, let me see the pant- panties you know <laughs> and that's the underwear <laughs> I think that's a slaying American way of saying it.
0: <laughs> Panties. Knickers.
1: I've heard that, too, I think. Yeah, I've, I know them all, but there's the yeah, I'm like, I need a pair of pants, or what do they call sometimes, like, with dressed ones? Khakis. <laughs> casual ones.
0: <laughs> um, I don't call
1: any of them that. I'm just, okay, dress, pants, pants, you know, and that's it.
0: But uh, oh, I, I tell you what I did want to talk about as well. I don't know if you've ever owned one or known anyone that has owned one. Is the Atari Lynx? Um, no, I didn't.
1: But I've had an opportunity to play some of the games. I have a system that has some of the games on it, and actually, I have to use the SNES um, Wii controller from to work because they they have extra buttons. So the NES one that's like the Wii one doesn't work on it, but um in one of the games i was at missile command one of them was like sideways i had to lay on my side to play it and like that's just the way it came up on the tv i'm like i don't even understand that but yeah i was one of the lynx and i had a neighbor that had a lynx i didn't know they had it and they weren't really into video games they were kind of i was kind of annoying to them i think anyway but i asked their parents can i play it they said you got to talk to the kids about that i'm like i asked them and they would not let bring it out there so I could play it. They would. I begged and pleaded to play it. I. They just didn't want me to play it. Is what it was. They just didn't want to fool with it. They, probably afraid I'd drop it and break it or something. They said they only used it on trips and, that was it. They didn't really play it otherwise. But yeah, it was. I like Rygar on the links. That's the one I can play on hmm. my machine that has that. And yeah, I. I don't know if you saw it, but i'm i kind of if you've ever been much into rygar like no. it was on the nes so maybe not but i did that short on the lygar battle hmm. the, that was the last boss of the game and i beat him right at 15 seconds and i keep watching that one because i'm like amazed by it but yeah it was rygar for the links which was like the arcade version which you just die every three seconds because everything you could think of everyone and their brother is out after you in the game and they just completely kill you in it but um I know um what else they have for the links there didn't was
0: California a, games didn't have a Batman game
1: yeah there oh. is a Batman one there that I can play too I think I tried it's a little difficult just take some practice what else they had like you know the old Atari ones like Missile Command stuff like that mm. maybe think, Centipede
0: um, wasn't Atari failing at the time they were on their way out when they released the links
1: i think so i think they were just i i didn't understand what was going on with atari i thought that i heard they went bankrupt after the 2600 5200 7800 so i thought well they're gone well how are they making systems again and i, I didn't understand it back then but someone bought them is what it was they yeah. went bankrupt and then someone bought it and brought it back and it, like linked is a cat the atari jaguar that'd be like a Another form of cat. They're, they they had something about naming these systems after cats there for a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Sega did a yeah. similar thing, didn't they? Because uh, Sega had the Sega Saturn, but I think that they they'd also done some development consoles which were named after planets.
1: Neptune. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Neptune, and then they had the oh, also forgot about the Sega Nomad. We'll have to talk about that one too, but. Going back to the links, like you said, I remember the controller was reversible on mm. it, like you could move it either way. And I guess the Model 2 was the better model, because the original one was a lot wider. The Model 2 was a little more compact. Yeah. That's what I kind of know about the links. So, What do you just, think of it?
0: Um, well, I've never played it. I say that I haven't played it, but there's this little memory in the back of my mind. I think somebody somewhere must have had one when I was a kid. Because I seem to remember one um but I'm not sure I saw one for sale recently. i went well last year I went to a gaming market, and there was one for sale there, but it was obviously very expensive um and the thing is, you know it's nice to buy these things to say you've got them, but if you're also buy if i don't think it's worth buying it to say you've got it, it should be something to buy to at least enjoy occasionally. But if they are substandard systems and the games aren't very good, then there's just no reason to buy them.
1: I just saw a YouTube video about that where someone was going on about collecting retro games as stupid. Well, he's saying just collecting them is stupid just to say you have them. If you're going to buy them, play them, basically, I think is what I got of it. Don't just buy it to throw on a shelf. You see, I I, I went overboard, I think, with the buying on some of the stuff. So I try to move around with my games and play different ones so I can kind of say I'm trying to play them all that way but if I look at what I've got and a lot of it just sits there and it's just getting about you know half an inch of dust on it Yeah. and it, you start getting to the point where eventually you're going to have to probably get rid of some of it you get a lot older or something to have the stuff just sitting around still it's going to be like you know I've been there done that you know but, and then when I was there again and back it was really exciting, but now that I've played everything since the '80s and '90s, it's kind of like it seems like it's all I know now is the old games and not enough of the new stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've um, I went through a phase of buying lots of games and then not actually playing them, um, and there was even some that I bought, never actually played them, and then just sold them again. Though <laughs> so I never even took them out of the case. Because I just sort of like, I see a game and go, wow, that looks good, I'll get it. And then I just forget about it or lose interest. Um, I have to be in a particular mood to play games sometimes. Um, And so I've had to kind of curb what I spend and how much I spend and and how many games I buy. uh, Because it was just getting out of control. So I haven't really bought much recently. And I have been focusing on games. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption, the original one. Uh, though i get bored of that game eventually so i've I've stopped playing it again i'm halfway through gta 4 i've just completed mafia 2 and recently i completed dark void and i've just won the world title on uh wwe smackdown here comes the pain so i am now You're playing, playing all GTA. kinds of stuff <laughs> <laughs> so i am playing games but you know what it's like when you've got kids and they're always like monopolizing the television so it's hard to find time to play these games and now this ds is in the mix so i keep taking five minutes out to play the ds i do like a couple of stages on mario uh complete a stage let it save and then put it down again till the next day
1: yeah that's a lot of times what i do i'm not like you know like kids will sit there for 12 straight hours playing and then they sleep and my, I just, after a while, I can't just, I can't look at it anymore. I'm like, I got to turn this off for a while. That, that's probably more of an age thing, you know? It just starts killing you after a while. Hmm. But you ever just sit there and, like, I'll be, like, last night I was trying to figure out what to play and I pecked at a few games there. But you're, I'm sitting there on my phone looking at my YouTube channel, looking at Facebook. I'm like, maybe I could play this or I could play that. I'm thinking, I got the Dreamcast right here. I'm like, and then you never play nothing really because you can't decide. Yeah, yeah, it's like you just don't even turn nothing on, and I'm like, and I'm like, I didn't play anything. I got all this stuff, and there's nothing to play.
0: <laughs> yeah, that happens to me a lot. Um, that's why I've been trying to focus on particular games at the moment. I started, and that's the thing. I started a new game the other day. I get a bit nervous starting new games sometimes, and I started Godfather Two on the PS3, and I've played it for about an hour, and I don't like the controls. It's very clunky um it's overly complicated so i think i probably won't continue
1: i think i have one of them for the wii and i tried to play it and it just i didn't really like it. i think like you said it was clunky and played it for a little bit and I'm like just i think a friend bought it for me for my birthday or something once and i'm like eh. i tried to play it but i just if i want to be the game i'll get into it you saw my super back to the future 2 review i forced myself <laughs> to play that i mean two it was two hours and 45 minutes long between the five videos and part two was i had to make a two dash two because i was not satisfied with that second video the way it ended because i wanted to finish that stage Mm -hmm. and i added the time i'm like i got like an hour and 20 minutes of just pure bullshit um trying to beat a couple of spots in the game but that's why i was was actually getting mad playing it because i didn't want the video to run that long i just wanted to float through the stage and then you get to the next stage and it's like five minutes i'm out of there i'm like i guess they have to hit you good on one and yeah then the next one they'll just kind of give to you or something that one with all the little parachutes in the rain that's the one that was killing me there Mm. you saw it
0: (laughs) yeah tough stuff
1: yeah that that was yeah, but it was satisfying when I beat it. I'm like, it's all evident. I've got it on YouTube that I did play through this, but someone out there's watching it, man, he sucks at this game. <laughs> and he just kept playing it and playing it and making this video longer and longer. Whatever he does, don't edit none of that. You know, kill time out of there. Just show the whole thing. Of, yeah, feel my pain with me. That's what I thought.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes I watch these playthrough videos, and I think, how are these people playing it so perfectly?
1: yeah yeah that's the only game they ever played probably they just played that for like two years straight and didn't play nothing else and got really good i i'm too i'm too um add for that i think
0: to stay on one that long um i just wanted to say that you um you said about the links that you had a family next door and they didn't want you to play it um I Like I said, I never owned a Game Gear, but a friend of mine did. And he would let me play it sometimes when I went round the house. Kid was a bit of an arsehole, really. And he'd sometimes let us play. And then I said to him, I said, do you even play this? And he said, no, not that much. Because he had a, he had a, a Mega Drive. Genesis. And um, he hardly ever played the Game Gear. <coughs> so I said, well, can I borrow it for a couple of days? And he just flat refused he would not lend me the console
1: yeah he didn't want you to take it home no. nothing like that he just you could have offered to buy it from him maybe if you had some money it's, what, what do you want to sell it for or something and i remember when i got my game gear it was like i wanted the color screen i thought it was going to be a lot better than the game boy well sega didn't really have the games that game boy had i guess but it was still cool to have that system because i liked the backlit screen i liked the color hmm. other than it you know snacking on six double a batteries inside of three hours i had to get a car plug for it to plug into a cigarette lighter and i was in the car in a wall block to plug it in wherever i'm at it's for it's portable but it's not at that but it ain't too many batteries but yeah i remember getting the one that came with sonic 2 and how colorful that box was! I mean, Sega had a really fancy-looking box in all their systems. Mm.
0: Yeah, they they always they always look good, for the exception of the Master System, which was just that they went with that. It was like a white background with blue lines on it. Do you remember that? Was
1: like that was even cool. It looked it looked really tech type, you know, the I way didn't they like did it. that for I, the time.
0: I thought it looked it, like. Um, <laughs> You know it just it looked like someone was like uh presenting a, a, a like a design pitch for the for the console,
1: yeah, it's like or maybe they just didn't put a lot of time into it or something. It's kind of weird how they did that one, you're right
0: um and you mentioned the Sega Nomad,
1: uh-huh, yeah, that was the portable Genesis, I still have one actually. I don't have the. I gave it to my niece. She gave it back to me. It had a rechargeable battery clip that doesn't even work. The battery went bad. And the clip that had, that held the battery, so it was a separate clip that you put the six double A's in and it snapped on. She didn't have that, but I thought, oh, well, I'm not going to put batteries in this thing anyway. That's a waste of money. It's getting plugged into the wall. and It still works great. It's never been recapped or anything or refurbished, nothing, because it never got used much. So it's... Not gone bad, so if I wanted to play it, I mean I can just pop a game in and it'll just turn right on. It's it's almost you look at it you think it's brand new, and I think those are worth a little bit of money. I think you can get probably a hundred bucks for one on eBay. I remember buying it back in the late 90s when it was a hundred, and then a a little over a month later, Toys R Us dropped to fifty, and I had to go in there and bargain with them to give me half the money back because they had a 30-day policy, and they said, yeah, well. Refund you the fifty because that that's a pretty big drop. If it was only ten bucks, I wouldn't have bothered. But I'm like fifty dollars. I mean, I didn't know it was going to drop that much in price. You know, over a month later. So they 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 gave. So I ended up getting it for fifty bucks back then. But that had a cool box to it also. I like that. Those little Sega boxes, like the thirty two X came in and the Nomad, and it had that yellow side on it where it said nomad or 32x and the little sega logo there was kind of nice
0: yeah i'm just Wish looking kept at it. Um, just looking at one on ebay now and there's one in this country the good old united kingdom um mm-hmm. 500 pounds for a sega nomad yeah in three games um
1: well actually i'm looking at one with the box the case the battery clip 500 bucks or Best Offer.
0: Yeah. I'll offer 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it won't even go through. <laughs> I sometimes feel bad. Um, you know when it says Best Offer, I, I go in low. <laughs> so, um, I, I was looking at a game the other day, Cartoon Network Racing for the PS2, and it was on for £8, and it said oh, Best Offer, so I just went at £4. And uh, they accepted it, because they, they obviously can't shift it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just depends on who you're working with on that, too, I guess. How bad they want to get rid of it. If they're just, you know, trying to just sell it, not really trying to make that little bit of extra money. Yeah. So I see one here. It says Sega Nomad LCD 5-volt mod, new caps, glass screen install. It has an LCD screen, yeah. One hundred twenty-five dollars free shipping. That's not bad, and they yeah. modded it.
0: Yeah, that's okay. A lot, lot, uh, especially if it's but, had a refurb as well.
1: Yeah, and they got an LCD screen on. a lot of people have been switching out those screens on the Nomads and Game Gears with the LCDs because they're uh, just a better screen, better to have in there. But I like playing with the old smudgy color. You know, that's the that's the purest way, I guess. But it'd be nice to have one that's clear like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is nice to. Like like with this whole, like I say, I'm I'm thinking about getting Mafia for the PS2, uh, but now you can get Mafia Definitive Edition for the PS4 and 5. So, I was wrestling with what am I going to do? Do I want to play it in crystal clear, or do I want to play it as it was meant to be? So I've decided I'm going to play it as it was meant to be, and I'm going to purchase the PlayStation 2 version. So when it's blown up on my 55-inch TV, it's going to be a bit blurry and, like I say, smudgy and probably a bit washed out.
1: You said it was for the PS2? Yeah. Mafia? Okay, yeah. I got my PS2 hooked up to the CRT that you're always seeing, and I started playing Vice City on that. And I'm like, this is just comfortable sitting here playing this on the CRT, you know? And, yeah, I started playing Vice City a little bit. I'm getting into that again.
0: (laughs) That's all, yeah. I I wish I had a bigger CRT. I've only got a 14-inch one.
1: I've got a 14-inch one sitting over here that I don't do nothing with someone gave me in case I wanted to ever hook something up off to the side. But I think this one I have is a 25. I'm going to have to pull the tape measure out and measure it corner to corner and see exactly what it is. But when it was given to me, he claimed it to be a 25, and I think he's right. I think that is a... 25 inch right
0: there it, and that, it's that's pretty a, big that's a decent size for a television CRT.
1: yeah it's good enough yeah it's good enough for what i'm doing mm.
0: and like the ratios changed it's, as well so like when i was younger i in my bedroom i had a 14 inch in the living room we had a 24 inch um but then we bought a 28 inch television and then a 32 inch television but the ratio changed from like is it four by three and it went to sixteen by nine, so then you started playing games. And it was like, oh, it looks all weird, but fortunately, PS2 thought ahead. Uh, sorry, PlayStation thought ahead, and probably a lot of other manufacturers thought ahead, and they gave you that option to play in either four by three or sixteen by nine.
1: Yeah, I've noticed on a modern TV and a LCD LED, if you're playing an old game system on it, you're better off putting it in four three because it just it washes it as you're yeah. like in Sonic, That's what I saw. He was moving so fast that I, uh, what is it called? Is it like the frame rate? Mm. They can't keep up with it or something. It's just, it. the game's just too old for it. But if you put it in 4.3, it's fine. Yeah. It, it plays it the purest way right there.
0: Mm. And something I was actually going to say about the PSP is that that came out in 2004 slash 5, and it had Wi Fi connectability with it, which. Back then, I didn't even know what Wi-Fi was. So Sony was, you know, thinking ahead. I mean, I, I always imagined Japan to be more advanced than the rest of the world. So they might have already been using Wi-Fi quite a bit. But it's in this country, it's taken quite a long time for Wi-Fi to really take off. Um, so they were thinking ahead with that. And with that, you opened up, you know, the Internet browsing, the PlayStation network, and also... When the PS3 came out, you had that connectability between the PSP and the PS3. I'm not quite sure how it worked, but I think you could play PS3 games on your PSP via Link. I can't remember how it worked, but they were thinking ahead. Uh, I did something with my PS3
1: to the PSP once. And I was playing, I put one of my PS one games in it and it was able to do this with the PS one games and it let me play it on the PSP. I can't remember how it worked, but I was playing, uh, the Williams arcade greatest hits and I was playing Sinistar on it. That's the game. I still have all my games that I bought when I was 17, 18, 19, 20 and a book. And it was like streaming it from the PS three to the PSP. Hmm. I can't remember how that worked, but I was playing a PlayStation one game that was in my PS3 on the PSP that I have. I seriously got to find that. Um, and I think the Wi-Fi doesn't even work on mine. Something went wrong with the coding in it or something. I can't get it online On my, my friend that lives in Paris. He's, you know, four year college degree, computer science. And he looked at it and he's like, he, he kind of explained what went wrong. He said he have to get into it another time see if he can fix it but something i think something crashed in it with the wi-fi on mine it's because i can't get online with it at all it just you put in the code and everything it just doesn't recognize anything
0: yeah i have my so i don't know what switched off all the time i don't use it yeah
1: it doesn't i i you know it's new technology like you said maybe something wasn't quite right with it maybe it didn't You know some of them failed with that I don't know but I just don't even worry about it I just play the games that I have and that's it like you said just turn that off so it's not running the battery
0: so of all the uh, the cons the handheld consoles that we've talked about which one would you say is your favorite
1: I'm just gonna have to geez I just put Game Boy and Game Gear right in line with each other hmm I mean, I know we didn't say nothing about 3DS. I played that for a long time. And they had Virtual Console on that where you could play Game Boy and Game Gear games on. And I think I still have them all downloaded to one of them. I, I think I have them, yeah. I was playing some of those older games on, and they looked really nice on that screen. But I think it's weird. I, I only had, like, 13 games for Game Boy back then, and I stupidly traded it in. Got you know maybe a hundred bucks for everything or so. Mm. Um, I burned that thing up, and even the Game Gear I burned up. I only had like seven games for that. I always had trouble finding something I wanted for it because they didn't really make a lot for it. But I liked Sonic Chaos.
0: Yeah, I Sonic mean they, Two
1: was a lot of fun. Chaos.
0: Yeah, they had they had the Sonic games on there. Uh, I used to play Aladdin on the um, on the Game Gear. I was like that
1: aladdin yeah i was i was never too much into the disney games the only one i ever really played that i got into was ducktales on the nes but i know a lot of people liked those um they wouldn't have made them they they still make them they wouldn't have made them for so long if they didn't sell Mm. i know a lot of people did like that aladdin i think there's some people like the lion king on game gear i've heard of that but yeah i say the two of them are Probably, probably just put the Game Boy first and Game Gear second because I had the Game Boy first and I, w- I always found games I liked on that, you know, just probably didn't have many because I didn't always have money to buy everything that was out there. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Super if you Mario could have, Ram. if you were, if the only console you could have in the world was a Game Boy, but you could only have one game, what would it be? Um, Just one game.
1: I, I'm just going to say I'll say Super Mario Land 2 because that was like more like Mario World. I like the first one. I love the first one, but I, I still love playing Super Mario Land 2 because I remember when I got that on Game Boy, I'm like, I don't have a Super Nintendo and finally I can play a version of Super Mario World. It's got a world map. You can do the spinning attack thing. You got a few different power ups like the rabbit ears which is basically a flying method but mm. not really it just makes you float and yeah I I'd say Super Mario Land 2 I would play that for ever I think I was just playing it a couple of weeks ago actually mm. well, a lot they, of fun
0: they although I'm not a, a major fan of Mario um, they do have replay value as well Mhm so yeah. yeah of all the of all the the handhelds, I mean, like I said, I don't have many. I don't have much experience with them. But uh, for me, my favorite is the PSP. I just think it's really... Yeah, I was going to ask you. ...really versatile um, in the fact that, you know, you can buy games for it on the, uh, the discs, the UMD discs. Uh, you can even watch films on them. Uh, you can buy UMD films. Uh, and then with that connectability to the PlayStation Network, you had the ability... I think it's been discontinued now, but you had the ability... To download uh, PS1 games and PSP games to play on your PSP, and I was just I think it was just a, a, a quite a powerful. It was it was a PS2 in your hands.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I looked at it. And they they thought they were going to crush Nintendo with that. A lot of people thought they were going to win, but Nintendo has always had their hands on that handheld market. There, they could not. No one could ever beat them. And I mean that PSP is technology is way above the ds or 3ds or whatever and i'm like they just for some reason no one could ever beat them you had the atari Lynx that tried you had the game gear that tried a few um little ones what did they have that nokia what was it the engage one called the engage yeah, yeah that's the one that had tomb raider on it and all yeah. that that was horrible that tried to compete with with them too no one could ever do it. you had neo geo pocket I never really played one of those. Maybe a few emulation games I tried, but that's about it. You know, and I didn't think it was anything that spectacular when I tried their games. But, yeah, just no one could ever beat them. But, yeah, the PSP, I, I'm with you. I think that's probably the most powerful. Then you have the Vita, which fumbled. I mean, they tried again with that. They probably should have just stayed with the PSP and kept making games for that, but... Unless it was going obsolete and no one wanted to produce on them little UMDs anymore, they might have had to do something different.
0: Yeah, I've never played a Vita. Um, I've looked. We it. have one here
1: somewhere. Oh, you do.
0: <laughs> I, I've looked at buying yeah. one. Yeah, but um, they people slate it and it seems to be on a decline. So, but you see, it's one of those things. It's on the decline, but the price keeps going up because it it's less fashionable. The price goes up. So. I might have missed my opportunity to get one at a good price um, but I mean some of the, the gameplay footage that I've seen from some of the games it, it does look really good but I, there must be there must be something inherently wrong with it that people just don't like
1: it didn't seem to be bad I'm gonna to have to ask my son my 19 year old what he did with it. he had I think it's down in this basement with him over there I'm gonna ask him take a look at it, see if it's still in good shape but um, it came with Borderlands and Borderlands Two, which I never really got into, but it, it played great. The control worked great. It was a solid system. There was nothing cheap about it. You know, it's. I don't think you could really buy a lot of games for it. Like I only had a couple. I think I bought Spy Hunter and Marvel vs. Capcom Three, and that was about it. And I was trying to find more, and they told me at GameStop that's here in the U.S. I don't know if you guys got GameStop or not.
0: We don't, but I know of it. But um. Uh,
1: yeah it's it's just a major you know software gaming store that people go it's their go-to for video games around here and they told me pretty much you're not going to find physical copies of these games whatever they have they have but playstation was really kind of pushing for people just to download to that thing and that was it. so maybe that was part of it maybe they were too pushy on the downloading games and people wanted to buy the physical they're they're basically they just look like um Switch cards, Nintendo Switch cards, same idea.
0: But yes, that, that could have like been a, it. Like a little um, memory card, isn't it? The DS uses cards. Yeah. As
1: well.
0: um, yeah,
1: same idea. It was all within that.
0: Yeah, it's a shame, really, because, you know, the Vita the does. I think the Vita looks good. Um, but I can't say from absolute experience, because I've, I've never played one. I don't think I've ever seen one with my own eyes. Uh, but you'd think it would be an improvement over the PSP, because. They banged on about the PSP only having one thumbstick, but the Vita has two. It's got all the other buttons, and you'd think it would be an improvement, but um, obviously it didn't land very well. And and like you say about Nintendo, they just seem to just dominate the handheld market.
1: Yeah, they've always had their, their grip on that, and no one could ever compete with them and you see we've seen it a hundred times someone trying to compete all the color screens that everyone had there were just too much of battery gobblers back then but you think that by now with the PSP coming out it would have been right in line because there's a lot of people that like PlayStation games but if I'm thinking of this right people that play PlayStation want to play it on the TV they don't want to play it on the go Mm. so maybe that was the problem too people that play Nintendo are more, you know, attracted to that handheld market cuz Nintendo can't really make a system that just hooks up to the TV and that's it anymore. That's why the Switch had to be reversible like that, you know, to play it either way. They because I think if they made one like the Wii U again that just hooks up to the TV, I think it would crash. I don't think Nintendo would make it with that console and they know it, so they won't make one that you can't take with you anymore. And I think that's why they haven't gotten off the switch yet? it's been out for like what six seven years i mean and it's still selling and they're talking about making a pro version that's supposed to be even better they're just doing little updates and letting you buy a newer model that will play all your old games and plus it does this this and this now and you've got your new console that they just made
0: yeah yeah well i think we've uh, we've covered quite a lot of uh of handhelds um what else are rambling on i know you got plenty to say mate um and it's always a pleasure to talk to you because you're, you're very knowledgeable on it and, and the great thing i like as well is that i'm kind of although i gamed a lot when i was when i was in my youth it's something that i stepped away from um in the last sort of 15 years it's only been the last five years or so that i've really got back into it whereas you were there kind of at the beginning of video gaming you know you did the NES uh, the SNES the master system all all that slot the first time round whereas to me I'm, I'm discovering it after the fact it's all over and done with
1: yeah like the master system I actually started on that in 2005 when I first bought my house I got into the start starting to get the collecting I'm like I never had a master system and I don't think I ever played it back in the day. I knew someone that had one, but he wouldn't let me play it. But I kind of saw it. So saw it being played. I'm like, it's just like a Nintendo, just Sega's version of it. And it's actually more powerful than a Nintendo. That's what I always got of the master system, that it was a, had more power to it than a regular NES. But it, it lasted. It, it just wasn't as known, I think. Everyone was... We're stuck on the Nintendo, but you had a side group of Sega fans that stuck to that master system, I think. And yeah, I still have mine. I like to find my little rectangular controllers for it, but it's there. And I can just plug a Sega Genesis one in and play it that way and have some fun.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was a great machine. And I also thought it looked a lot better uh, graphics wise than the NES. Still had some terrible games for it, but uh, I think it looked better.
1: They all had bad games. I mean, I could go probably through a whole bunch on the NES that were just junk that they made for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay then, mate. So, uh, you are going to be doing some more YouTube stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm thinking Um, next one is Super Mario World Hack Part 2. That was the first video I made. and the first two videos I made, I was talking, but no one could understand me. I couldn't understand me. That's why I started turning the TV way down so I could talk over it. So I'm going to go in on that one again and kind of show that. And I think I'm going to do Section Z for the NES. I don't know if you're familiar with that game, but that's one I'm not very good at. But we had it back in the day, and I tried to play it back then.
0: Yeah. And uh, don't um, forget the one we spoke about the, earlier on for the Dreamcast.
1: Vigilante eight second Defense. That's yeah, I'm going to make a note of that one now.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what I did get the Section Z one. Um What's yeah, that? Um, on the kind of uh, front of, of Vigilante is um, uh, WWE, or WWF as I know it as, but you know, World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, obviously they're j- just known for doing wrestling games, but they made a game called uh, Crush Hour. <laughs> it's, it's like Vigilante 8, but you are wrestlers driving around in cars uh, in arenas. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, i, I played it for a little yeah. bit. And it's, it's pretty bad. What was the other one that's,
1: I guess, kind of like *Vigilante*? Twisted Metal. That was like one of one of the launch titles for the PlayStation.
0: Yeah, that's quite. Is that big, a Twisted uh, Metal? Uh, people talk about that a lot. Um, they, uh, it must be quite good. I've never played it.
1: I think I've tried. I think I have the PS Mini, PlayStation Mini, which didn't do very well, um, and it had it on there, and it was pretty similar to that.
0: Yeah, those that mini kind of failed, didn't it? Yeah,
1: it for some reason like in the US they were putting like your guys's versions on there the pal versions of some of the games and it even says that and there's something about you, you don't really want to play pal on a US TV because it can't keep up with the frame rate or something. I've there's something weird about that that people complain about. I I don't really notice that too much when I'm playing. I just kind of just play the game and I, I don't really see much of it but you get you know someone that's really particular about that they don't they don't want it that way but i don't know why they did that why they didn't just release them to whatever region with the version that they had It sounds like they kind of sloppingly put it together
0: yeah um and to get it out there and compete yeah and also the games that they've got on there aren't very good either their selection of games i mean there's ones on there that i wouldn't even call classics and ones that i hadn't even heard of
1: yeah, I, I think it had like the other twisted metal, which that would probably be one to put on there because that was a launch title that everyone liked. But like it had GTA one and two on it. Yeah. I mean I I guess I yeah, I guess that would be worth it a little bit for someone that liked that liked those. What else did it have? Final Fantasy Seven. I'm trying to think, I think it had Crash Bandicoot, but they could have they could have put some other... There were so many games on that, they could have put something that was more recent, too, that was on there. I think... Did it have Resident Evil? I think it does.
0: Mm, but it but they is, has some. it's kind of a pointless market as well, because now, uh, because you can buy those um, Raspberry Pi um, USB sticks, you know, flash drives, uh, that've got, like, yeah. hundreds of games on, what's the point in... Uh, <laughs> in in PlayStation creating a console which then you just plug this thing in later on and get hundreds maybe thousands of games for it Uh, I think they kind of by having that option to plug a USB into it was probably a bad thing yeah I mean good for gamers but not for the company
1: yeah i'm just trying to think it's just I, I just don't see how sony screwed that up you know with the playstation mini it's it's like they were desperate to just compete with that market and couldn't do it hmm. like I, I i they'll probably never make one again i wanted them to make a ps2 mini do it like the little fat model and maybe do a better pick of games for it or something and do it right yeah
0: uh, I know lots of people talk about a Dreamcast Mini, but I don't think it's Yeah, I've seen happen. some talk
1: about that. I think Sega, yeah. and it's legit, it's been announced, that Sega is coming out with a Mega Drive 2 Mini that's going to have Sega CD games on it. And oh, really? All anyone knows is... Yeah, all, all I'm seeing, all they know right now is it's only being released in Japan.
0: No oh, yeah, yeah. They had a
1: Game Gear Mini that was only in Japan also. It only had four games on it. I was gonna buy one you know off ebay where someone had one but i'm like i'm not paying for this tiny game gear on this real tiny screen mm-hmm. that's you know way smaller than a regular one to get four games for whatever it was it was like a hundred bucks or more it's, uh, i didn't see any use in it unless you were just wanting to buy it like you said to just collect and say you had it but yeah if they only come out with that mega drive too many in japan i might try to and it doesn't come out anywhere else. I might try to get my hands on one of those, but you know, I've got the Sega Genesis and CD right there. But like you said, you can't really count on those old systems to last forever either. Mm. Like, are they going to eventually fail? And then, what are you going to do with the games? Just put them on eBay and sell them for a high price, like everyone else, and yep. get a bunch of money that way. I guess if that happened. Okay, then,
0: no, mate. Well, yeah. I shall leave you to it to enjoy the rest of your uh, Sunday. Yeah, and you do do the same yeah and it's been really good talking to you and i am considering that the next episode are you going to love this is going to be a uh grand theft auto episode
1: oh yeah i'm i'm ready for that
0: yes you've been doing your research can, already
1: yeah i'm going to be talking about tommy for quite a bit <laughs> i might have to pop in gta3 try to do that one again i i, I remember doing that one GTA 3 a long time ago, and I'm not really remembering the missions like I do in Vice City. I think Vice City just kind of Overrode me on anything, but I did beat the game. I remember doing the tank code in GTA 3.
0: Yeah,
1: and You get in the tank a lot of times it would freeze up because you basically told the game to put something there That isn't even supposed to be in there yet Mm. So it would it would freeze up on me a lot of times when I did that code one time I kept doing that code I had a pile of tanks out in the middle of the street. I just kept putting them in. And it just they drop out of the sky. I just had a whole pile of them. I just did that for the fun of it.
0: Well, that's for another <laughs> Kind of fun to play with them. Yeah, we'll get into that. Hmm.
1: Okay, Got well, to save some a, for the next podcast.
0: It's been great speaking to you, mate. And uh, hopefully everyone who listens to this, the whole entire world, um, or several people, I'm... <laughs> and uh hopefully they enjoy it and we shall be back with another episode soon all right thank you
1: again for inviting me
0: you're welcome sir bye-bye bye-bye